Okay, so uh, Mr. Shemi Sparks worked to uh, Terry Gimel over here. Let's start Terry Gimel. So I guess uh, a little bit of introduction, I guess you can say. Terry Gimel, technically speaking, I guess technically is easier than the first two pieces. There's less twists and turns. There's some twists and turns because it's Kutmaran, but it's uh, not as much as the first two. There's basically one essential idea that this Torah is about. The problem is that one essential idea is like, I don't know, you know, that's very, he doesn't really explain. So, you know, so in the past two Torahs, you know, I, I try the best I can to, you know, using other Svarim and so on to try to uh, open it up. So this one I'm just going to tell you right away. I don't, I, I can't say with confidence that uh, I know what he's talking about, but we'll, uh, we'll do the best I can. We'll do the best we can. This <clears> of the Hashem. Okay, so... <clears throat> Just as, you know, it, there's, there's been a little bit of a theme working through Lukut Muran so far, and this piece is going to be a continuation of that theme. And the theme has been uh, the, 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 you know, establishing David HaMelech and Malchus based David as a center. So the first Torah, if you remember, was about establishing how Tefillah, which is Malchus based David, David HaMelech is Tehillim, establishing Tefillah as the end all be all, the Tachas of all things. And all of learning is really to recapture Chain, which is about tefillah, to get your tefillahs accepted. Tefillah was like put on a pedestal. The second Torah we saw was that even Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the world of Taira, really, he should also do his job through tefillah. So, tefillah. so the third Torah that we're in right now is also going to be in that, in that way of, 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 you know, of, um, of establishing this quality of Malchus, which is always associated with Davin Melech and, and, and tefillah, also as a, as a cornerstone of a person's Avodah Hashem. So in this Torah, he doesn't specifically talk about tefillah. He doesn't identify tefillah. But as we'll see, he definitely is talking about establishing, finding your nekuda of Malchus. Davon Melch is the meat of Malchus. A kingship, to be your, 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 uh, your kingdom. So every single Yid, in, in part, part of Gula, and part of the process of Gula, is for every single Jew to find within themselves that nakuda, that spark of David Melech. When enough Jews, like it says, it says in uh, you know, it says in Pasuk regarding the end of days, that's David Malcolm. That the end of days, the Jewish people will finally search for Hashem, and they'll search for David Melech. So to search for Hashem, we know what that means. That means uh, means to you know to learn and daven, do mitzvahs, to connect to Hashem. But the Pasuk is describing that there also requires, there also, there also has to be a search for Dovin and Melech. We mean search for Dovin and Melech. You have to, you know, open up your closet, you know, see who's behind the clay. It means to find the spark of David within itself. And it means that Dovin and Melech is, is the Malchus. He's the king of the Jewish people. Dovin and Melech represents Malchus and kingship. It means that part of Gula and part of bringing Mashiach, which is what all these Torahs are really about, ultimately, is about discovering the Nakud of Malchus within the self. So that's really what this piece is about is about trying to figure out how to rebuild and to discover the Nakud of Malchus, the Nakud of kingship within each Jew. That's really what this star is about. So, but, but, um, but we'll see. We'll see as we go. Okay, so I guess there's no better way to start than just to start. <clears throat> so, Ice Gimel, Tari Gimel. So, just as the first two pieces ended up talking about stories and, and statements of Rabbi Barachana, remember those uh, strange... Agaratas and Baba Basra with Rabbi Brachana, you know, him being on a ship and, you know, uh, and a wave attacking the ship. That was the first Tyra. Or the second Tyra, he docks himself on an island and ends up being a whale. The whole, uh, 
So the third Torah also is, about, is revolving around the Torah from Rabbi Rabbi But it's interesting, and we will see if we have a chance to talk about this. For, interestingly enough, in the first two Torahs, he only quoted the Rabbi Rabbi passage at the end of the Torah. Over here, he begins it. He begins with this, with Rabbi Rabbi So we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, let's, so, the, so by, again, by Gimel. So the bold on the on the right is the actual, you know, that's from the Gemara Rabbi Rabbi And on the left, that's the Pirsha of the Rashban. Shmuel ben ben Meir, the grandson of Raja, Mishbach of Rashi. So that's uh, that's the sort of the Rashi and Babasra. So let's see the Gemara. So Om Rabbi 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 said, Now right away you'll see that this is obviously, obviously Rabbi Rabbi is talking about Hamashal. He's saying there's something mysterious going on over here. So Rabbi Rabbi said, I once saw a frog. I once saw this frog. That was the size of the metropolis of Hagronia, the city of Hagronia. That's how big this frog was. The Akrit, now it says the Gemara, the Akrit Hagronia Kamahavin, how big is this metropolis of Hagronia? Shitin Bati, 60 houses. So it's a, I mean, metropolis now, it's a shtetl of, of 60 houses. That's how big this frog was. Asatanina, said Rabbi Ruchana, and then I saw a snake, a snake came, Bola, and swallowed the frog. And then Asa Pushkansa, and then a female crow, a female raven, came, Ubalatanina, and swallowed the snake. Vesalak Yasev Bilana, and then this female crow then perched herself on a branch of a particular tree. Tochazi Kamanofeshkilana. Come and see how strong that tree must be. Because you have this huge frog, it's eaten by a snake, that's eaten by a, by the bird that lands on the tree. And obviously this branch is able to support such a bird. Come and see how strong the tree is. Okay, uh, fine. So that, uh, obviously there's something going on over here. Okay, so th- let's just take a look on the, on the left by the Rashbam, because we'll see that the, the Rabbi Nachman ties the Pirish of the Rashbam into, he weaves it into the Gemara to explain what Rabbi Khan is talking about. So uh, we'll see. So he said, the, the, again, the Rashbam just explains uh, the simple pshat, akruksa. What's akruksa? So that's svardaya. That's a frog. The ikra kaakra dakrania, like the city of Hagrania. Godel haya kaisakrach. It means the size of the frog was as big as that city. Vaakra dagrania kamahave. And then the Gemara says, and how big was the city of Hagrania? And the Gemara says, Shitan bati sixty houses. Says Rashbam, Tamuda kamrla. That's the Gemara talking. You know, we're interrupting Rabbi Rachana's statement to just explain what the city of Hagrania was. So, and then the story continues. Asatanina, then a snake came, says Rashbam Rabba Kamberly. Now, this is Rabba going back. So, now the statement of Rabba was again, he saw this frog the size of the city, and then a snake came and swallowed the frog. But the Gemara just inter- interrupts the statement of Rabba Brachana by saying, just parenthetically, how big was the city? 60 houses. Then it goes back to Rabba Brachana. That's how the Rashbam is teaching. Taishin the Gemara. And then finally, Pashkansa. What's Pashkansa? Oyrev Nekeva, a female uh, crow, a female raven. That's the, uh, again, that's the Rashbam just Taishin the Gemara. Okay, fine. That's, that's the stand of Rabbi Rukhana. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go back. So now Rabbi Nachman again. Rabbi Nachman is, uh, he doesn't, we'll see soon. I think, I think this morning we'll just see the first paragraph and we'll see what we can make heads or tails out of it. Um, and again, just keep in mind, wherever, what, what Rabbi Nachman is, is, I think, trying to do is to give us the keys to build and discover the Nakuda of Malchus within each person, as you'll see. So Rabbi Nachman says like this, Hine, Misha Shemei Nagina, but it's, like, it's always like this, you know, he, he drops, you know, Rabbi Nachman drops, like, initially he like drops you off like in left field, you know what I mean? And then he'll take a sharp turn to some other place, and you know, it's, 
you'll see what you have to, have to hold on. He named Nagin Rasha. So he starts off the title like this. A person that hears, Lolein, a person that hears a Nigin from a Rasha that's singing the song. So if a Rasha is singing and a person hears the Nigin, it's difficult, it causes problems in one's Avodah Hashem. By simply hearing a Nigin sung by a Rasha, so it's not good for your Avodah. However, the opposite. If a person hears a nigan from a kosher person, from a good person, so it doesn't have to be a tzaddik, just a kosher vagan, an erlicha person. So as I tovloi, then it's then it's actually good. It's actually good. So there's some benefit in one's avodas Hashem by hearing a nigan sung by a kosher yid. And if you hear a nigan sung by a, by a rasha, that's detrimental. Kamayshizbar, and we'll explain. What does is, what is hearing a nigan uh, have anything to do with your avayda? Kihine. So he says as follows. And again, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't mean that it's like a nigan where the, where the lyrics or the content is, is not good and it you know, brings up Yetzirah. That's obviously not good for your... That's not good for right now. He's saying something else. Even if it's a neutral song, but it's being sung by a rush and you hear it, that's uh, it's not good for you. But if you hear it from a, a, an ishag and a kosher yid, an erlach yid, that's good. Even if the content is also... Again, we're talking about the content is not the point over here. The content is neutral. Either way. But if you hear from a rush, it's not good to hear from a Nelechiyad, it's good. So what's the Indian? So he says like this, Gine, kol ha, we'll just, We're just going to read the paragraph and we'll see what we can do. The Indian of Nigan comes from birds. It comes from birds. The Indian of birds. Everything Rabbi Hashem created in the world is physical, but it reflects something spiritual. What's the spiritual root of birds? The spiritual root of birds is connected to this Indian of Nigina, of song. Kedis of Medrash, as the Medrash explains. We know the Medrash is talking about that one of the, the part of the process of a Metzar becoming Tahar is that he has to bring uh, to, to, uh, he has to bring two live birds. There's the regular Karbanas that a Metzar brings, but even before that, to allow himself even to bring Karbanas, he has to bring as a semi-sacrifice two, uh, two live birds. One he shechs, one he lets like free in the fields and so on, but there's a whole process of avoda with two tahar birds. So the medrash says, what does what do birds have to do with the mitzvah? So it says the medrash. Why is the tahar of mitzvah dependent on these two living pure living kosher birds? So it says the medrash. Let the one that makes a lot of noise bring a kapara for the one that made a lot of noise. In other words, what's what's Tzaras from? Guy's talking too much, Hara. So let the bird, which also talks and makes noise, come be mechaper on the one that made too much noise. So you see the Gemara, the Medrash is identifying that even if a bird is really is in, deeply rooted in its essence to the Indian of koil, of dibor, of speaking, of noise, of, of, of negina. This Metzara was punished because of his voice, he spoke Hara. So therefore, he, he's, therefore, his tahara has to come with birds to rectify his voice. So it means that. So you see that 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 this idea of two uh, kosher birds are that the idea of kosher birds are rooted in a proper, healthy coil. Now, obviously, birds don't talk; they sing. So the idea of of of, of, of kosher birds is connected to healthy, good, holy, pure nagina. That's what Nachman says. Nimsa. So it comes out. Kimishu kosher, someone who's kosher, an erlchiyid. So nimshcha hanegina shaloi menashteich tziparim chayis tahiris. So an erlchiyid who is a tahar yid, a kosher yid, his nagina is going to be drawing from what? From these two, the kayach of kosher birds, which is good and healthy. It's good songs. 
And if you are connecting yourself to Nagina, to healthy Nagina, which comes from this world of birds, now, the next step is, it says in the Zayre, now, these two birds, which we've now associated with, with good Nagina, with healthy Nagina, the Zayre says these two birds draw them their energy from the same place that Nevi'im draw their energy from. So now Rabbi Nachman is connecting the dots. So you have good Nagina, healthy Nagina, number one, Connection number one, it has it somehow draws, good Nagina come, comes from these world, the world of, of, of these two birds. And says the Zarekadish, these two birds themselves are connected to the world of Nevim. Therefore, therefore he says, that's why a Menagin, someone that sings, is called what? A Chazan. It's called a Chazan. Why is, a, why is someone that sings called a Chazan? Miloshin Chazoin. Because Chazan, you know, comes to the word Chazan, which means a vision, to see. That's Nevuah. Because again, a good chazan is connecting himself to these, the world of these two holy, pure birds. And the world of these birds says the Zarekadish is connected to Nevuah. So therefore it means that a chazan is drawing down the Kaich of Nevuah. But Mashenken Ukesha Menagin Hu Rasha. However, if the, if the Menagin is a Rasha, Azai Hu Lekecha Nagin Shloy Mitzipar Macher Shabaklipa. That instead of drawing his energy from these two kosher birds, which come from the place of Navua, rather the Nigan is going to be coming from unkosher birds, un, uh, uh, birds that are connected to the Klippa. Okasa Bezire, okay, and, and now it says in the Zayr, Kitsiparm Shabba Klippa, and now remember, Tum and Tar always parallel each other. So again, in Kedusha, you're coming from the two holy birds, which come from Navua. In Toma, you're coming from the two unholy birds, which come from where? Yoin Kimidadi Hamalchus, which come. From the from the the breasts and the the nurse to nurse, the, they go they, they they nurse they they get their energy from malchus from malchus and he quotes the zarkadish kadispar glalia and specifically at night that's when these two unholy birds draw their energy from malchus from the meat of malchus we'll explain in a moment and they draw it it specifically says the zar this happens at night and therefore says the zar kadispar glalia at chatzois at midnight. So Kedain croys across, then a baskol emanates from heaven and says the following ruling that Kitsipur Machuzan Bepach, Kehem Yukshim Bene Adam, a proclamation goes out at Chatzais, which is already turning towards the morning, that these birds that are these negative birds that are drawing their sustenance from Malchus should be uh, you know, should 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 get out of here. That's what uh, that's what he says. Okay. So okay, so what what do, what do we have so far? Now, again, it's not 100% clear from this paragraph, but Bez Hashem, a few paragraphs later, it does become clear that what Rabbi Nachman is talking about is, again, he started off this idea that it's something, hearing a good niggin is good for your Avadis Hashem, hearing a bad niggin is bad for your Avadis Hashem. What Avadis Hashem are we talking about? Like, what are we, what are we talking about? It's good for your, for your davening, for your tzedakah, for your, like, what, what are we talking about over here? So later on in the piece, Rabbi Nachman identifies that we're talking about the quality of Malchus. Whatever it means in Avaidus Hashem, like we said in the beginning, that every single Jew has to find that quality of Davra Melch within himself, a quality of Malchus, that Indian of Avaidus Hashem that's called your Malchus, that's strengthened by holy Nigan, and it's damaged by unholy Nigan. And now Rabbi Nachman explained that the Indian of Nigan, what's built, what, a, 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 so, and here's the idea what in, uh, 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 a necessary building block to develop your healthy Malchus is. Nigan is holy, good Nigan, which draws from 
these two holy birds, which draws them, well, they themselves draw from the kaich of Nevoah. Okay? So the energy of Nevoah, that's the, that's the, the thing over here, that the energy of Nevoah is a, as we'll see soon, is a necessary building block to develop your quality of Malchus. So as long as you're connecting yourself to, you know, the, 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 you're connecting the dots to get to that place of Nevoah, so that flow of energy from the place of Nevoah will help build your Malchus. On the other hand, if chas v'shalom, a person is connecting themselves to unholy nigan, which connects itself to the unholy birds, which connects itself to an unhealthy malchus, so then what you're doing is, not only are you disrupting the flow of nevuah into you to develop your healthy malchus, you're connecting yourself to an unhealthy malchus. That's what Rebbe Nachman says at the end, that these two unholy birds draw their energy from, from malchus. In other words, what should be developed as a healthy, good malchus is now being siphoned off and being destroyed and being dismantled by these unhealthy birds. That's the picture that we have over here. Again, number one, there's an Indian in Avodah Hashem that's called your Malchus, okay? And that has to be developed. And the way that develops healthfully is connecting it by, is by drawing the, the Kayach of Nevuah into your life. And the Kayach of Nevuah into your life travels through healthy Nigan. So healthy Nigan is the conduit, it's the pipeline through which Kayach of Nevuah enters into your life. When Nevuah enters into your life, that's the necessary ingredient to develop and cultivate a, quality, a healthy quality of Malchus. However, Chas Vashalm, if a person doesn't listen to Holy Negan, so first of all, you're just not drawing Nevuah into your life, but then Allah has come kama, if what? If you listen to unholy Negan, or, or Negan from, a, not, un, from a, a Russia, then what? Then the opposite. Then you're developing what? Then, then the energy that should be, that could have been healthy malchus is now unhealthy malchus. And, and everything is being, and the malchus of your life is being disrupted and being, and energy is being siphoned off and, and being affected and being damaged by these unholy birds, by the, the, by the niggin that you're, that you're hearing that's not healthy. Okay? Follow? I mean, as much as, uh, as, much as you can. What is the niggin referring to as song? And... Song, niggin. Pshuta. Oh, okay. Pshuta. And now, okay, that, those are the words. Asking for friends. Are you talking about the singing the niggin on writing the niggin? I mean, he's, the word, again, it's hard to know. The words of Rebbe is the one that sings. Certainly, if a person writes a song, it's also infused. It's also infused by that person, but that's... Huh? The words are the Menagin. The words are the Menagin. But, you know, again, we're talking about a song that the lyrics should buy are neutral. We're talking about, again, Rebbe Nachman is not talking about the difference between a, pasuk, a song based on Shir Shirim or a song uh, talking about uh, boy, boyfriend, girlfriend. He's not the, that, that's, not, that's not the discussion. We're talking about... Uh, a lullaby, but if it's sung by a, an ish, doesn't mean it's tzaddik. An ish hagan, an er lechayid, then it's that that has the ability of of building malchus into your life. We're, now, by the way, we're going to see in next the next paragraph. We're not going to have time for this this morning, but the next paragraph is going to say that even to be able to hear a nigan from a, an er lechayid, and that nigan should have its effect on your per, personal malchus. There's an avoda in order to train yourself to do that too. It doesn't just happen automatically. But under the right circumstances, by hearing any niggin from, again, assuming that the lyrics are kosher, but hearing a niggin from an er l'chayid could have the ability of building up your malchus. That's what we're going to see. That's, that's, that's what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, it's mamish, uh, you know, it's, it's, 100%, 100%. Listen, Rabbi Nachman is not talking about the nature of the song itself. He's talking about the menagin. 
But there's no question about it. It makes sense in Svara that the one that, in, that creates the song and brings it out into the world is certainly a major part of this process. And, and every time it's sung, it's probably nimshach back to the original person. Good question. Okay, so what does the person's malchus mean? What does it do with birds? What's talking, what, what, so again, Adkan, uh, that's what Rabbi Nachman says. So you'll be Michael me. I have no choice. I, you know, we're, we're, this is. Let, let, let's see. Let's let's see a possibility of what it means. So you don't have this in front of you, but let's uh, we'll try to make some make some headway over here. So in the beginning of Sharuch Hakodesh, one of the sermon from the Riyah Kodesh. So in Sharuch Hakodesh, we know that according to Chazal, one of the wisdoms, the Chachmas, that a lot of that a number of a handful of tzaddikim were. Were, were, were expert in was something that's called Sipsufe Eifes, to know the language of birds. says, They knew the wisdom of what birds, the chirping of birds, to know the secrets of the chirping of birds. Now, Lechaira, if we can identify what that means by Darizal, Lechaira, that's probably connected with what Rabbi Nachman said. We're talking about Nigan, Malchus, connecting to birds, so what's the standing of birds? Okay, so I'll just share, again, don't ask me cautious, I'm just going to share, share with you what the Rizal says like this. Gamda. So this is, again, this is Drush Gimel and Shah Ruch You can see it yourself, it's not, uh, good luck. So in, in Drush Gimel, he says like this, Gamda, you should know. From the day that the Torah was burnt, in other words, in the times of the destruction of the Beis Migdash, Aidei Umas Ha'olam, so Nimsiru Oz Kaychesev, Asaydeseb Yadaklipas. So said the Ariyakadish, from the time that the base image was destroyed, there are certain secrets of Tyra that Nebuch Lelenu are in exile and are under the guard and the, you know, the, the, the gullus of the other side. And Narunachman in this Torah goes on to, uh, the Ariyakadish in this piece goes on to say that, that these, there are certain secrets of Tyra that therefore are not able to be accessed under regular means of like opening a safer or whatever. Because they're trapped in gullus, they have to be found in sort of roundabout ways, even through ways that might not seem so obviously, uh, you know, tyrannic. You'll see what I mean. Gamda. So he says as follows. Again, he goes through this, but just we're talking about specifically the, the Indian of birds. So he says, Gamda, you should know. Kikol Mashinigzilamalo, part of the secrets of Tyra that was, that was unfortunately uh, taken away from our access, was the secrets of Tyra to know exactly what the Rabbani Shloilam is, is, is being geyser, is decreeing in every particular moment. You know, it's like, I'll give you an example. It's like when a person learns Tyra, we'll see this from, from the Ishbitzer, is that there's a certain level of awareness of Ratz and Hashem that a person gets from Tyra, but very often, what Hashem wants that we learn, when a person learns Tyra, you're learning about what Hashem wants of you. But very often, that, that knowledge of what Hashem wants of you when you learn Tyra, and so on, is more kolyistic. I know, generally speaking, what Hashem wants of my life. Yeah, He wants me to keep Shabbos and to learn Torah and to daven. But, but right now, befrat, like specifically this moment, what does He want from me? Okay, so so sometimes you can use the general clone to figure that out too. It's time for Shabbos. You've done Shabbos, but sometimes it's not so obvious. Sometimes you're you're you're, you're in traffic or you're dealing with something, or something's going wrong in business, or something's going wrong with the family, or whatever it is, and it's like you're thinking to yourself, what does Rabbi Nishal want to be right now? Like, I would think, based on the klolim that I've learned in Tyra, I would think the Rabbi Nishal would want me to have the Yishav Adas that I should learn in Davin. But all of a sudden, the Rabbi Nishal is throwing me into this Balagan, I don't have the Yishav Adas to learn in Davin, so what does Rabbi Nishal want of me right now? So there is a certain, and, and that's true in particular moments, and it's also true even generally in terms of your neshama. 
Like, what's, what is your tafkid? Everyone has their shlichus. Everyone has their general, like, what is the tikkun of my nefesh? So, okay, we understand that somehow the tikkun of, of all of our individual neshamas is going to be found within Torah and mitzvahs. I get it. But I'm asking Beprat. What's my malchus? That's, you understand what malchus means? Malchus means not just to know that, uh, that uh, what, what my job is, generally speaking. I want, malchus means I want to know what the Rabbani Shalom needs of me and what's my avodah in this particular moment and my particular nefesh. What's, the, what's, what's my kingdom? What's my kingdom as far as my neshama is concerned? What's my kingdom as far as this moment is concerned? That's called knowing the Ratzon of the Rabbana Shloylam, Befrat. And that's called understanding the Pratim of Ratzon Hashem. That's called your Malchus. Now let's go to Arizal. What does it have to do with birds? So Arizal says like this, Ki kol All that was decreed, all that's decreed in heaven. You should know that every, everything that's decreed in heaven, that you have to be in traffic, and you have to be with this Balagan, and what your nefesh is, and what your neshama, what's your tikkun, you should know that the, that information is out there. That information is out there. And it's being spoken about, and it's being, the message is out there in all the oilamas. And you should know it's in this physical world. The message is there. The explanation is out there. <clears throat> and he says, The Rezal says, Even a virus that a person commits, It's all, the information is out there. Now the Rezal says, Again, you don't have this in front of you. However, says the Rezal, The thickness of the air of this world doesn't allow the message to penetrate. The sound of that cruz, of that baskal that says, you have to be in this moment for this particular tikkun, that message gets, it gets blocked by the thickness of the air of this world. But when birds fly through the air, they cut through that thickness. And they cut it, right? And they make, uh, you know, indentations in that thickness through their, through their movements. And then the sound of that cruz, which is your particular malchus, is able to be heard. It's able to be heard. And he goes on to say, that this also happens with birds, that through their sound, they're, what they're communicating with their sound, with their, with their song, are these cruzim, are these gezeris that are being decreed from heaven, but not general gezeris of keep Shabbos. You don't need birds for that. We're talking about who you are, what's your inyan, what's going on right now, what does your Rebbe need of you, what's your malchus, that's communicated through birds. The voice of that baskal, it connects itself with the voice of the bird, and they descend together. And that's what Arizal says. Now, just to connect it a little bit further back, so if you remember, the Sir Rabbi Rechana talked about a, a, a frog, right? Tzvardeya. So we're going to see later on in this Torah that Rabbi Nachman identifies Tzvardeya, the Zarka that Arizal already says is also that Tzvardeya is a combination of what? Tzipardeya. Tzipardeya. A, a, a bird that brings knowledge. Tzipardeya. A bird that brings knowledge. Now it's interesting, in this drush of the Arizal, he talks about frogs also in this context. It's not a coincidence. Here. Vine lepa'amim. He says, it, and it comes with a mice. It's very fascinating. It's getting late. We'll see what we can do. Vine lepa'amim. 
sometimes, as we'll see, Indian sometimes the 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 singing of birds, who by has has another quality to it, and he says that sometimes the quality is about telling a person again. Until now, he was talking about that the birds communicate gzeris and decrees of like what what's. What's, what should be happening to you right now? Like, what's your avoid of this moment? And sometimes, Rabbi Nachman says, uh, there is also, I'm sorry, the, the communication of birds brings with it an awareness of your own neshama. An awareness of your own neshama. And he says, There are souls of people that are magulgal, that are reincarnated in these birds. And he says, And these neshamas come with certain information, certain knowledge. And they, uh, and they have a way of communicating the nature of neshama to a person. So it's not just, so there's two, so this, but what the Rizal is saying is that when it comes to birds, there's two types of communication that's conveyed. There's a, there's a communication of, of gezeris, and rut, what's the rutzen of Hashem befrat. And then part of that is also a communication of neshamas, of like, who are you, and what are you doing here, and like, what's the nature of who you are. That's also, it's your malchus. Now, what's interesting is, uh, it, on the bottom, uh, Rav Shmuel Vital, the one that organized the Kisari as we have it, so he brings down a Maisa. He says, It's just an interesting story about this, and it connects to Tzvardeya. He says, I remember one Rosh Hashanah, It's very interesting. We don't have too many stories of Rav Vital in the Kisari. It's always Darizo. This is a nice of Rabbi Shmuel says about his father, Rechaim Vital, that his father by one day Rosh Hashanah was by Tashlech, and he was giving a drosh, he was giving a, giving a shir. And we saw a frog that was hopping, coming close to Rechaim Vital. We started throwing rocks. I don't know, rocks or mooks on Rosh Hashanah, maybe they had it prepared, I don't know. So they, they were throwing rocks at this frog to get rid of it, that it shouldn't disrupt the Shir and Jesus is Rav Chaim. The Abba Marizal. Now he says, "My father Rav Chaim, Hayu Ein of Segurus, his eyes were closed." V'Darsh Petar Kedark, and he was darshning, which I guess was his custom to have his eyes closed. Umi Kolts the Tiftzav Hatzvardei. Now the frog was croaking, making noise. So Pasach Einai. So he opened his eyes, and he saw what was going on. That we were trying to get rid of this frog. The Garbano and Rav Chaim Vital was upset at us. He started yelling at us that we're trying to get rid of this frog. Vamalani said, that this frog was not Stama frog, this is a neshama, this is a reincarnated neshama that was coming to hear his particular Torah. And it's coming enclosed in a frog. And now that you got rid of it, so it's not, it's not respectful. So, so the Shmuel Vital says that in the, in the honor of that frog, he began to darshan uh, the Indian of frogs. And he started darshan this idea that the end of the frog is the combination of two words, tzipor deya, the frog that brings knowledge. What knowledge? The, the soul knowledge, knowledge of your neshama, of what you are. Now, to go a little bit, a little bit deeper into this nekud of malchus. So again, what we're what we're seeing is we're we're having this this following picture. Again, we're trying to identify what it means in Avodas Hashem your Malchus, and what does this have to do? And again, Rabbi Nachman was connecting that there's Indian of your Malchus, and it's somehow connected to birds, which is connected to Navua. So what we see, what we're suggesting is that this is the Indian that Malchus means your particular Indian, your particular Indian, not the Bechlolos of what the Indian of Yiddishkeit is. Everyone shares the same. We all put on thousands of and so on. 
But Befrat, what's your Indian? What's your Indian in this moment? And what's your Indian in terms of your Nisham is concerned? That's something that's called your Malchus. And ultimately, that draws itself from Nevua. Because what was Nevua? I mean, Nevua was a lot of things, but just on a simple Mamish Poshra level in Tanakh, were the Nevi'im, the Yishaya, Yirmiya, Yechezka, and so on, were they introducing new mitzvahs? No, Avada not. Adarabba, no, he's not allowed to introduce new mitzvahs. So what were they doing? The answer is what Nevi'im were fundamentally doing were, were trying to reveal Ratzon Hashem Befratius. What does Rabbi Hashem want of you right now? Like, I understand Bechlal. Moshe Rabbeinu gives us the general picture of what Ratzon Hashem is. What does he want of us? But what is my Avada right now? The Nevi'im came to each generation and told them, what is, what's the Indian that you have to work on? So sometimes it was Sais uh, Mishpat, whatever doing, you know, whatever the Indian was, there's a lot of things to work on. But Pifrat, like it's well known from the Vilna Gain, right? The Vilna Gain said that one of the major jobs of the Navi was that, that time that you would go to the Navi and you would ask the Navi, what's my Tikkun? What's my Nefesh? What's my Avaidin? What's my Malchus? And the Navi would reveal that to you. So this Indian of Navua traveling through the communication of birds, Building your malchus is exactly what we're talking about, is that discovering your nakuda of what your, what your malchus is. And having that clarity of vision in details. And by the way, that itself is what a nigan is. Rabbi Nachman said a nigan is connected to a chazan, right? Which is, uh, so when that sings, is connected to chazayin. If you think about it, those are very, very different experiences. Chazayin has to do with seeing, and a chazan has to do with hearing. What's the difference between seeing and hearing? Seeing, each one has a mile and each one has a chasar. Seeing means tzumzach. Seeing means like I know 100% certainty that this is a cup. You could talk, if, if you talk to me and try to convince me when I'm in the other room that there's a cup on the bima, maybe I hear you, maybe I don't, maybe I could counter with other, you know, I, I don't think there's a, if you see it, seeing is believing as they say, right? So re'iyah means absolute clarity. Absolute clarity. But, you know, the nature of seeing is that you only see big picture. You don't see details. If you, when you, when you're, simply how vision works is that you see the collective thing. See, hearing is the opposite. Hearing doesn't have that clarity. You're trying to convince me of things. But on the other hand, hearing has to do with pratim. You hear automatically syllable by syllable, right? I can't, I can't say an entire sentence all at once. Only your Hashem does it by Har Sinai, right? Echad. A human beings, hearing means piece by piece by piece. So whereas vision means a clarity that's usually, that's usually um, you know, uh, 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 that's usually kept just for bigger picture stuff, hearing means a lack of clarity and it's dealing with pratim. What does it mean, a chazan, that's connected to chazayin? Rabbi Nachman is connecting these two. It means to have the clarity of vision in pratim. You understand? The clarity of vision in pratim. Hearing the sounds. Seeing the, seeing the, 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 seeing the, seeing the sounds and hearing, uh, not hearing, hearing, hearing the, the vision and seeing the sounds and so on. It means, it means the idin of bimeyachet, re'iya, and shmiya. The clarity that comes, that's usually safeguarded for the big picture. Like again, we have absolute clarity, 100%, we can actually see it. As if we can see it, what the, what the Ratzon Hashem is, Bechlal. What's Ratzon Hashem Bechlal? Tareg Mitzvahs. 100% without a doubt. What about the Pratim? What about the Pratim? Right now, who am I? What's my Avaidah? What's my Mitzvah? That's the name of hearing. It's Pratim and it's without clarity. A Nigin is Chazen, which is about Pratim, that's hearing, but it's Chazoin. It's with a vision. 
And that's the secret of this Torah. That's the secret, at least of what we're saying over here. Is that in this Torah is to build your malchus means to unite hearing and seeing. It means to be able to see the pratim, to bring clarity to the pratim. Now, just to explain what this has to do with, so you connect with birds, but we're going to see soon, and, and even the Rizal himself connected it with Tzvardeya, with frogs. Because Tzvardeya is a combination of Tzipardeya. Now, this is, this, is, this is not a coincidence either. It's well known that uh, one of the, in Yon, the, the Makis, right? Probably the stranger Makis, one of the stranger ones is Tzvardeya, right? So Chazal, Chazal make a point, it's a Homaisa with Chanani Mishal Vazari, right? Everyone knows the story of Chanani Mishal Vazari, Nebuchadnezzar sets up this. Uh, this statue, it's Machal Shiloh, whether it's over the Zohar or not, whatever it is, he sets up this statue, and everyone's bowing down. B'chanan Mishal Vazariah, don't bow down. Now, it's interesting. People don't necessarily know this background. It says in, it says in, it's hinted to in the Pasuk, and the Gemara Sanhedrin clarifies this. B'chanan Mishal Vazariah went to Yicheskel HaNovi. And they went to Yicheskel HaNovi, and they asked him, they said to him, we want to be Maishr Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem to die, not to bow down to the statue. Is Rabbanu going to save us? They asked, they asked, and Yechezka Navi came back and he told them the message, Vashem Oifenat, the Rebbe was not going to save you, you're doing the wrong thing, you should not be my Nefesh for this. Okay. Comes Chanai Mejol Azari and they say, you know what, Afal Pekin, we're going to make a Kavuchemir from Tzvardeya. If Tzvardeya were sent, it says in Pasuk by Marcus Tzvardeya, that the Rebbe Shalom says there was a mitzvah to the Tzvardeya, go into the Tanur and go into the ovens. And, and they went in and they were my Nefesh, Al Kiddush Hashem. So they made a Kavuchemir. If Tzvardeya, we're Meisr Nefesh for that mitzvah going into the oven, so a Yid, Allah has come to the Meisr Nefesh, Al Kiddush Hashem for Hashem's sake. So what happens? They went into the oven, they went into the fiery furnace, and what happens? We know their Banishlam went against his message to Yechaz Ganovi, and Taka saved them. What? That's exactly this Indian. What do I mean? There, when Yechaz Ganovi, and it's interesting, it was Nevuah, but Yechaz Ganovi was telling them the Ratzin Hashem Bechlolos. Ratzin Hashem Bechlolos is, you don't die for this, for this Indian. Uh, it, 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 you only die for and even this might not have been and even if it was they could just avoid it so according to the regular rules of Torah the Cholom of Torah this is not Yohar Valyava so that's what Yechezka was, was explaining to them and they're oimid on a secret that they learned from the Tzvardeh, which is that there's such a thing as the Cholom of Torah but then there's such a thing as the Ratzin Hashem Befrotius and the side of Tzfardeya is, is that at the very root of your nefesh, if your inyan is the midst of going into an oven, then that's your heart valuable for you. And this is what they're learning. They're learning from a Tzfardeya the inyan of a particular malchus, of there's Ratzin Hashem Bechlolos and there's Ratzin Hashem Bechratias. Now this is not my... You, 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 let me share with you just to mamish for a couple more minutes a turf from the Ishbitzer. Okay? So this is in, in, in the Chelka Meshlech and Parshat Kiseitse. Again, you don't have it in front of you, but just listen. It says in Pasuk that he's talking about the mitzvah of Shluch HaKain, of sending away the mother bird to take the babies. Talking about birds. So said the Ishbitzer like this, aim. What does the mother bird mean? Hainu HaKlolem shall Div that means the general klolem, the general klolem. Ki al-klolem shal heim, the klolem of divritaira is, well, we know that a person has to follow Torah mitzvahs and so on. So, so that's what a person has to do. Vin ha-klolem ha-elu, and the klolem of Torah tell us, yichayvu, they, they tell us, she'ein adam uchiv limser naf, she'el shom dov, rechutz mishlesh adam ha-yiduim, that you only are my sinefesh for the three things. That's it. That's the klolem of Torah. 
But comes the Ishmael with the Chiddush. Ach mitzvah shluch hakein moira. But shluch hakein tells you the following secret. That a mokim sh'adam yadeya. But if, that if a person were to know. Sh'a mitzvah zay sh'yechaz le b'shor shay. That this is your mitzvah. This is your inyan. This is your malchus. Az mechuyiv l'mser nafshay. Afel mitzvah kala. Then you have to be moisir nefesh even for a small mitzvah. That's the secret for shluch hakein. That sometimes in life, send away the mother bird and take the babies. Another the mother bird means the clone of Tyra and take the babies. Again, I'm not using all the protein of the Ishbitzer with our Tyra with the mother bird baby. I'm talking about just the idea that the Ishbitzer is conveying to us is that there's a musik of the protem of Ratzin Hashem. And when you know your prot, your prot, then you have to be, then, then you're makusha to that. Ad kedei mesiris nefesh mamish. And that in the story of Chanamish Ozari was learned out by the Tzvardeya. And that's the secret of Tzvardeya, Tzipardeya. Communicating what? The secret of your nefesh. And that's, 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 an, and when that happens, then it's with an absolute clarity and a vision of the pratim of your life. And that's what it means, your malchus. That's what it means to throw away the mother bird and to hold on to the pratim. And he gives a few examples of this. Uh, it's already late, but he says by, by Daniel, it's a say for Daniel, that Daniel was Meister Nefesh, he put his life in danger in order to daven three times a day. Where does it say that daven three times a day is Yarval Yavar? It's not, according to the Klom of Tar. But Daniel understood. That his malchus is davening three times a day. And that requires mysterious nefesh. Mordechai is Meister nefesh, and he puts all the Jewish people in danger, not to bow down to Haman. Where is that Yarav Yavar? Again, so Chazal say he had a getchka, so to avoid Haman. says in Pasuk, Mordechai stood there knowing Haman. What are you doing? Because Mordechai knew that's the root of his neshama, and it's with mysterious nefesh. Rabbi Kiva Moser Nafshay, Amtil Sidaim. Mordechai this, this is what their Indian was. That's their Malchus. Everyone has their Mitzvah. And in that Mitzvah, that's your Indian, that's your Shlichus, that's your Malchus. And, uh, and that's what, that's, that requires Mesir Nefesh. And that's all learned that from the Tzvardeya, Tzipardeya. And that's the that's Torah that we're learning over here. So again, we're going we're gonna to see Bez Hashem as we move on. This Indian of, of developing your Malchus, learning how to discover this Nakuda, and uh, serving Hashem in this way of Ipratias. Okay. So I have to find it.